5: 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hello and welcome. It's our number
6: one, hour one of our radio show repackaged in the podcast format. And before I tell you what's coming up here in hour number one, reminder, Benny versus the penny, the iconic Benny versus the penny, a part of the radio show for so many years. It's on the podcast only format now. So if you want to hear Benny versus the penny, we're off to a good start. We're one and all. We gave you the Bengals, lay the points, and we won that bet last night. If you want to hear my other picks for the upcoming weekend, they're all available on the Fifth Hour Podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Where you found this podcast, you can find that podcast. Now, as for hour number one from the Terrestrial Radio Show, are the Miami Dolphins going to be in hot water over Tua Tungavailoa's injury? Why did Tua Tungabailoa end up playing in the Thursday night game after being injured Against the Bills. And what is the fencing position? It came up when describing the injury to Tua. We'll do a deep dive on that and more right now in our number one. Unbeaten, no longer. But that's not even the story. Welcome in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show as we are in the air everywhere together as we entertain diabolic dimwits and others coast-to-coast, border-to-border and beyond on the vast and spectacularly powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the chain, the supply chain of hot takes, and we have no shortages and no price increases. We are broadcasting live from the tireact.com studios. TireRack.com. We'll help you get there An unmatched selection, fast-free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. As we are back at it again this hour, lead coming from the banks of the Ohio River, the reigning AFC champions, the Cincinnati Bengals hosting the Dolphins, a made-for-the-Amazon match-up, and we feel bad for our friend Dick and Dayton and all the others who cannot figure out the streaming, do not have the streaming, do not have the Internet. They live in old-school worlds. So not everyone had access to it, but those that did watch on Amazon, uh, you know the big deal was, was this game because you had Al Michaels. Anytime Al Michaels is there, it's a big deal, and Kirk Herbstreit. Writing the coattails of Al Michaels. So I don't know if you watched it or not. Maybe you had something else going on. Maybe you couldn't get it because you don't have Amazon. But don't sweat it. We watched it. So you would not have to. Normally, we do a deep breakdown on the game. It's our good mitzvah of the week. In this game, Joe Burrow, passing for almost 300 yards, although the Bengals' offense was not particularly dynamic, he did have a couple of touchdowns, and the Bengals rallied back. They were trailing going to the fourth quarter, and they pull out a 27-15 win. If you're a gambler and you laid the points with Cincinnati, you ended up in the win column. The Bengals get back to even on the overall record. They are now 2-2, two and two, and the Dolphins suffering their first defeat. They drop to 3-1, and one, but the outcome of this game will be forgotten. The turning point will not be forgotten for some time cuz that's got legs. So let's get right to that. Don't bury the lead, my man. All right, we're not going to bury the lead. Come down. Second quarter. The Dolphins have the ball second down and 7 from the Bengal 40-yard line. Matriculating the ball down the field in Cincinnati territory, Tua Tagovailoa drops back to pass and then, well, let's go to the audio tape. Let's tell you let's play let the audio play and tell you what happened next. Apparently, it was the sound of silence that happened. That was the sound. I guess we don't have the audio on this, but uh, Tua Tungabailoa. I thought we did. Tua Tungabailoa was sacked at the 50-yard line. His head knocked into the turf right on the Bengals logo, and as he lay on the ground, his hands were were splayed above his head in the fencing position. The game was stopped. Tua was taken off the field in a stretcher and taken by ambulance to the University of Cincinnati Hospital. He suffered head and neck injuries, uh, movements in all his extremities, and we understand he has been let out of the hospital and is allegedly traveling back to Florida with the football team. So let us discuss the question. Are the Miami Dolphins going to be in hot water that they allowed Tua Tungavailoa to play in this game After he was injured on Sunday. So I've got Primal Scream, Mamba Mentality, and Newborn. And we're going to tie all of these things together, and that will be the foundation of this Malin monologue. So A, to answer the question, it depends on what your definition of trouble is. The Dolphins are being absolutely destroyed in the Matrix. They're being called every name in the book. You're going to take the blue pill or the red pill. It doesn't matter. Mike McDaniel went from the cool coach, kind of nerdy cool coach, to cold-hearted coach that committed malpractice, football malpractice, people now demanding that Congress take action because of what happened. And there's no getting around the fact it was a very dramatic visual, less than a week after being blown to smithereens by the Bills' Tua, crumpled up again like he had been run over by a bus, and Amazon showed the replay. I love when people freak out because they show the replay. Like, you can't look away. You're, you're forced. You're like Pavlov's dog. You have to stare at the replay. I mean, are you that stupid? Well, these people, a bunch of morons. Anyway, Amazon showed the replay several times. It lives forever on the Internet, if you want to check that out. And that led to a collective primal scream! A number of social media neurologists. I had no idea neurologists were on social media, so many of them. But they have all the answers. Now, the reason we don't believe that the Dolphins are in real trouble here, we're going to talk a lot about this for the overnight, but the reason we don't think the Dolphins are in real trouble here is from what we are told, they're telling the truth, they claim they followed all of the protocol. Tua passed all levels of the requirements to get back on the field, uh, and it was not a concussion. They claim it was a back injury. That's what the Dolphins are swearing on the Holy Bible about. And he wanted to play. More importantly, and this is the key part of the story, an independent NFL neurologist had to give the green light for Tua to play. So no red light, no yellow light. They gave the green light. And assuming all of that information is correct, then the Dolphins checked all of the boxes, so uh, they're not going to be in any real trouble, assuming that happened the way they say it happened, and there is going to be a lengthy investigation. Now, page two. Why did Tua Tungabailoa end up playing in this game? Why did he want to play in this game? So he's not Dumbo. I have an unpopular opinion. All right, so let me give you my unpopular opinion. My unpopular opinion is he wanted to get on the field to score some machismo points. His reputation has been he's fragile. He's often injured, unreliable. Pretty good Dolphin team right now. Likely not as good as the 3-0 and start, but they're off to a nice start. They beat Buffalo. It was a great win. And the the Ravens' comeback was was crazy, and so they've got some good stuff going on right now. And this was an opportunity. He was at a fork in the road. It was an opportunity for Tua to show that he's one tough hombre. That this is not the same old tongue of law And since he was cleared, you know, like, well, why not? You know, I'll play. Right, doctors said I'm okay, and I'll grit this one out. Independent doctor cleared him. Did a cost benefit. Analysis, us, like, hey, I would like to get that Mamba mentality afterglow. Unfortunately, unfortunately that uh, injury popped up yet again. The injury rate is 100%. That is part of the football. Uh, it's not, not for everyone. Not for everyone. A lot of bleeding hearts seem to think that you should take all of the injury risk out of football. Over the years, the NFL has tried. They've tried to soften the product. Uh, I'm so old. When I was a kid growing up as a fan of football, the NFL films had videos of the hardest hits. They celebrated that. It was like a big deal. The the, the toughest players. Now, oh, no, you're looked down upon. You're looked down upon if you do that. Uh, But here's the, the rub on this. When you pull back the curtain, it is a collision sport without fundamentally changing the game. They've already gotten rid of the Pro Bowl, which was our, it had already turned into a pro flag football game, so they just made it a flag football game. But outside of doing that with the way tackle football is played, there's nothing that you can do to eliminate all of the risks. You say, well, you shouldn't have been out there. Okay. Well, Tua could have been perfectly fine and rested, and th- that same injury could have happened three or four months from now. Uh, and you look at the tail of the tape here. Tua is 6'1. He's listed at about right around 215 pounds, soaking wet. He's pretty petite. He's not a full string bean, but he's not the biggest burly quarterback you've ever seen. Now, the defensive end for Cincinnati, Joseph Asai, who delivered the sack that sacked Tua, is listed at 6'4, 253 pounds, chiseled out of stone the prototypical human torpedo uh, that hit the bullseye, and that was the collision. All right, last word here. So many of the reports have indicated, and on the broadcast talked about the, the hand position of Tua. They mentioned fencing position. What is the fencing position? Am I the only one that didn't know the fencing position as a medical term? So if you're like me and you didn't know, I looked it up, The only time I think of fencing, and I I bet you're like me, is when the Olympic Games come around, and that's just in passing. That's just in passing. So it turns out this is a medical term. And after Bailoa's head went smashing into the turf, just a few seconds later, his eyes were closed. You can see it on the replay. And he held his hands, and what they kept saying is the fencing position. So... Get to the point, please. All right, I'll get to the point. So the fencing position is a neurological response to head trauma. Who knew? I didn't know. Uh, It says the fencing response, there's some medical baloney in this, so we got to navigate through that. But the fencing response position, from what we are told here, is an overt indicator of injury force magnitude and, here's where it gets gritty, midbrain localization. And that, Helps identify and classify classify the injury, uh, if you will, that according to the National Library of Medicine, where I always go. Not a doctor, but I can play one on radio on the radio. Now the name comes from something called the asymmetrical tonic neck reflex, ATNR. What the hell is that gibberish? Well, that is referred to as the fencing reflex uh, reflex, reflex. If I could talk, that would help. Uh, that occurs in newborns. So, this is where it gets even crazier. So, the thing that happened to Tua when he got the concussion and his hand was in the position it was with his eyes closed that's what happens to newborn babies. They position themselves with one arm flexed and the other extended. So, like, we all did this when we were little kids, like, before we knew what anything was and you have your head turned towards uh, the extended arm like a trained fencing athlete, according to the medical data. And that reflex usually stops when the baby reaches about four four months of age. Right When they're four months old, that's it. But here's where it gets even crazier. That reaction occurs when you get a head injury, and the belief in the medical community is that the blow impacts the brainstem and momentarily, you flash back to being a newborn baby. How how crazy is that? Holy cannoli. Uh, now, the good news is that, too, as we say, he had all movement and all the extremities, and the Dolphins are saying he's doing pretty well. Al Michaels had that announcement at the end of the broadcast, was to travel back on the Dolphin team plane, which is likely in the air right now, back to South Florida. Now, needless to say, uh, he's not going to play anytime soon, right? We thought, I didn't think he was going to play in this game. Uh, I was surprised he played. Uh, but so now from the, the football side of things, Miami's got Teddy Two Gloves, Teddy Bridgewater, who played okay for a stretch and eventually settled into the same Teddy Bridgewater we've seen with the Saints and the, the Jets and the, the other teams he's played for over the years. Uh, so that's that's a different problem going down the line. You you start peeking ahead, you're like, well, uh, how you know, how long is this going to go? Is could go a long, long time, right? Miami, uh, they have a couple extra days off, but the the good news is they get the Jets, which is like an extra bye week. That game is in Jersey, coming up in week number five. All right, we'll take your calls eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox eight seven seven. Nine nine six six three six nine. If you would like to be part of uh, the program, and also available on Twitter at Ben Maller, that's at Ben Maller. You can join the festivities here. We will take some calls. We got lame jokes later on. Maller to the third degree. The Coop scoop on entertainment. Balderdash. If you're with us for the full flight on the red eye, all night long, straight ahead. The old slip of the tongue. The old slip of the tongue. We'll get to that, and we will do it next.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
5: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury
3: or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: Pay attention, Mallor Militia. The Ben Mallor Show needs your help. Join the Audio Commonwealth and follow your host on Twitter. He's at Ben Mallor. And you can tweet at and follow me, Eddie Garcia, your humble sidekick, the voice of reason, your announcer guy. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Couple anos no Oh, very nice. And now live from the TireRack.com Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller.
6: We'll get to the old slip of the tongue we began, talking about the Tua Tungabailoa story. It'll be a big story in our world, and we'll talk about a lot through the course of the overnight. The Bengals get the win, so Cincinnati off to the 2-2 two and two start. Right in the middle of the bell curve, Dolphins drop to 3-1, and one, and that means the Philadelphia Eagles, the Birds at 3-0, the only team left. And if the Eagles were to somehow lose to Jacksonville on Sunday, you know what that means? A bunch of old guys who played for the Miami Dolphins back in the 70s, really old guys, will pop open the bubbly and celebrate another year without a perfect team in the NFL. Rob the Goatman writes in, says, Holy smokes, Ben, you covered Thursday night football instead of a hot NBA monologue (laughs) to start the night. Well, I was, Rob, requested by Justin from Purgatory. Justin, who's in Mallor Jail, asked asked for an NBA trade monologue. And I am considering it later on. Maybe that'll come up in hour six of the show. It may happen. Stay tuned. Inquiring minds want to know a lot of Mariner fans. I got a lot of listeners in Seattle tonight, Eddie. They're very excited. They they seem convinced the Mariners have clinched the playoff spot, but according to Major League Baseball, the magic number's one. So they haven't quite clinched it yet. But Matthew says, talk about how the biggest active playoff drought in American, in American pro sports history is coming to a close. Not,
7: Jade... not over till it's over. Don't jinx it. Uh, yeah, yeah. The
6: Mariners are more than capable of losing every game the rest of the season. Uh, J.J. from... Of course, a bunch of other teams would have to... Well, one other team would have to win all mall. Uh J.J. from Renton says, My Mariners are in the playoffs after 21... This is what I'm talking about, Eddie! These guys in Seattle, this is a premature celebration! He says, My nieces and nephews and kids can finally see the M's in the playoffs. So they want some hot Mariner talk on the radio. Uh, it's good to see J.J. and Renton still alive. We haven't heard from J.J. and Renton in some time. I met him at the Seattle meet and greet years ago, and. He vanished. J.J. used to be a caller and had some funny moments as a caller, but he stopped calling for some reason. The Mr. Maller account writes, and he says, whoever was involved in the Tua scandal should go to jail and get slapped with a lifetime ban from the NFL, and the Dolphins should have the next five years of draft picks taken away. Well, they already have next year's first-round pick taken away. Compliments of trying to get Tom Brady. So you got that, Eddie? Do you believe someone should go to jail, Eddie? Do you believe that someone should be incarcerated because Tua played in a football game on a Thursday
8: after being injured on a Sunday? Uh, no. You think Tua no. Tua will get suspended for throwing up gang signs? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: yeah, I don't know about that one. Uh, Eric in Boston writes and he says B plus on the Mauer monologue. So. Did the gangsters know when they were doing that, they were doing the newborn thing? I had no idea. <laughs> I, did you guys know that? I had no idea. Had no I, idea. I fell down a rabbit hole, and the next thing I know, they said, yeah, when you, when you have a brain injury of a certain type, you, you flash back to when you were a newborn baby, your brain resets. It's pretty crazy. Eric says, B-plus on the Maller monologue, Tua had two concussions in five days. That is gross. Having already suffered two concussions in such a short time span, He'll get another concussion this season, and then we'll have a serious problem on our hands. Just Josh in Cincinnati says, between the unveiling of the white helmets, Tony Gonzalez freezing his ass off, and Collinsworth hobnobbing with Roger Goodell. I saw that. I had a video of Collinsworth there playing grab ass with Goodell. There was an electric chill in the air at Paycor last night. Josh says, you knew... Blank got real when Tua threw up, as uh, as Roberto just said, the gang signs, or he was signaling Teddy Two Gloves. Either way. Uh, Mike writes in, he says, Day two of trying to get the Mallor Show to talk about soccer. That's a, that's a hard sell. That is a tough sell there.
8: December. World Cup.
6: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, check back in December, Mike. Check back in December. What was that? Uh, what was the instrument they played at the World Cup? Couple World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they yeah. had something like that. Well, there should be some good stories because those stadiums. It's in Qatar, right? Those the stadiums yep. being built by slaves, and uh, they called up people for government service to work at the stadiums. I was reading about that a couple days ago. Areek in Minnesota writes in says, "Good monologue, Maller. I didn't see the game or the concussion. Did Teddy play for the Jets?" They aren't on his stat sheet. Yeah, he went to training camp with the Jets. Uh, Bad football knowledge by you. He did play in some exhibition games and then was traded to the New Orleans Saints, if I remember correctly. Uh, Who else do we have? Milkman Mike writes in, says, solid opening monologue. That hit on Tua was so hard. How hard was it? That it was like resetting his network. If he doesn't go into the protocol after that, he won't be long for the game. Travis B. writes in. He says, did we just hear the birth of a new bit? Mallers Medical Corners. Yeah, sure, why not? Daniel in Ohio says Tua went back in time and stopped Skynet. That's my quarterback. Uh, so, he, so he said. Uh, Matt, the Warrior Raider A's fan, writes in from the Bay. He says, what happened to Tua tonight was scary, but the folks on Twitter criticizing Them uh, need to chill out. The Dolphins were told by an independent doctor that Tua did not have a concussion on Sunday. If a mistake was made, it was made by an NFL doctor. Well, that is accurate. But this is always the problem. It's like when they say independent arbitrator or independent doctor, ultimately the check the person's getting is from the NFL. So you can, how independent are you? Now, I get, I get the concept, but when everything's done and you go to put the money in the the bank account that you got from the gig as an independent person, it's coming from the NFL. So that does change things a wee
3: bit, a wee bit. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
6: Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from.
5: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80.
8: sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
7: Speaking of the weather affecting sports, the Kansas City Chiefs Tampa Bay Buccaneers game officially will be played in Tampa Sunday night. Bucks players who uh, relocated to Miami uh, heading back home to Tampa after practice on Friday.
6: All right. I was uh, talking to my my friend who works on the Chiefs broadcast the, the, yesterday morning. Uh, I went on the Who's morning show. Who's uh, that? Well, it's on the, the Bob Fesco show, Josh. Who works with Bob? He's the sideline reporter for the Chiefs. No, we know the and sideline
7: he, guy for the Bucks too.
6: I do. I know yeah. that's a good point. We know. I know TJ. both sideline. Yes, I uh, used to work here. Yeah, back in the day. Nice guy. A- anyway, so he was telling me, he's like, I, I said, Are you going to Minnesota? Because we didn't know at the time. I was talking to him. Are you going to Minnesota, or Tampa? Says, I don't really care. I'm just getting on the plane. Wherever the plane goes, that's where. That's where we'll be. Bad so, news. Though, we were going to try to get one of our listeners into the. Press box if the game had been played in Minnesota. We don't have to worry about that now, though, Eddie. Oh, who was that? Hollering James? Well, we had multiple people who were offering to take one for the team. Arik wanted to do it. I got some email from listeners that aren't really active on the show that said they wanted to do it. So people were interested. It is the Ben Mather show we press on here. The Russian kid, the Russian kid, says, Such a great opener, Ben. Nothing to add. A plus, he says. A plus plus. Robin Vegas writes in, he says, Tua's career so far feels like it's going down the same path as former NHL star Eric Lindros.
7: Players that never reach their full professional potential due to chronic concussion issues. Well, I guess you know? Tua's going to be a Hall of Famer then because Eric Lindros is in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Don't,
6: don't, don't let that get Sorry, sorry. sorry. You know, Rob's got a point, and he wants to deliver the point, and you don't, don't let the fact that Lindros is in the Hall of Fame mess with the point. But I, I know what Rob's saying because Lindros, the when he came in, the perception was this guy was going to be like as good as Gretzky and that level. The next Mario Lemieux, big, and, strong, and, and, and then skilled. The, but he, he just kept getting hurt. But he's still ended up playing enough to. do they put everyone in the Hockey Hall of Fame, Eddie? Is that
7: no, is that, no, they don't. Muffet they don't McGraw is not in the Hockey Hall of Fame.
6: Okay. Uh, Milkman uh, Mike says sounds like the Dolphins called Doc Mike to have him cleared. Yes, we haven't heard from Doc. Maybe Doc took a job with the Dolphins. That's why Who he is that Shirley? Jonathan in Delaware says, Man, being a Phillies fan is such a roller coaster of emotions. You have no idea. No, he, he said, I got you. So the slip of the tongue. Let's go back now to the Amazon broadcast. And my guy, Al Michaels, big Al Michaels fan. We love Al Michaels. Do you see what happened to Al Michaels in this game, Eddie? Were you paying attention? Probably not. You were probably not paying attention. Well, Al Michaels is. He's he's a seasoned broadcaster. He is seventy seven years old, and anytime you make a, a mistake when you're in your late seventies, they immediately say, "Oh yeah, he's he's lost it." I don't think this is it. You can but, really caca it up. Yeah. So Al was calling the game, and he pointed out he was trying to say, "How can I say this on radio?" I don't even know we can. I don't think we can. We Used to be able to say this word, but I don't think we can say this word. Uh, Uh, So uh, during the Bengal-Dolphin game, uh, Al was trying to talk about multiple flags being thrown during a play. But he didn't say the word flag. He said another word which kind of sounds like that word but is not that word and is a word that is now verboten. Uh, this was in the second quarter. Tua was still in the game. It was actually about a minute and a half before Tua went down with the injury. And so Al was trying to describe that there were two flags in the backfield, but instead he used, I think this is the term still in the U.K., what they call a cigarette in the U.K. Yeah, he said there were two cigarettes in the backfield, if you will. <laughs> He said it very clearly, very clearly. That reminds me, I think we can say this now. I love Vin Scully, and may he rest in peace. But but at the end, when Vin was calling Dodger baseball, the it wasn't even really at the end. He did like another seven or eight years after this, maybe even longer. But uh, the Dodgers had a pitcher named Hideo Nomo. And every once in a while, when Vin was doing the play-by-play of Hideo Nomo, uh, he would use a different word to describe his... Uh, Last by mistake, you yeah, know. by mistake, it just kind of slipped out. It's Unfortunate, but uh, these things happen. Uh, let's go to George real quick in Pennsylvania. What's going on, George? Welcome.
8: If you're going to go real quick, go Buchanan, go, go Buchanan, go Buchanan. Go. Okay, all right, thank you. Oh, God.
6: Stephen Manhattan is back. He's back. <laughs> he left for almost a year, and all of a sudden he popped up, he actually did I think a he was gone for call. longer than that. Was it longer than a year I he? I think
3: gone? so. I don't know.
6: But the first time he came back, he did like a legitimate sports radio call. Now Stephen Manhattan has turned into a douchebag again.
5: So oh, that must have been while I was gone. Otherwise, I would have had my guard up. Yeah, yeah. He called.
6: Well, that's probably why he got back. He realized you weren't here, so he called up, got on the air, did a normal call talking about Aaron Judge and the Yankees, and then ever since then. He's been calling up with different names and cities. Oh, and, geez. Yeah, so. The monster's returned. The monster is out of the cage. We're going to have the NFL pick em. The NFL pick em. We'll get to that. Here's the Who Am I game. Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert has had at least 300 passing yards in each of his last six road starts. He can join me as the only players ever to have at least 300 passing yards in seven or more consecutive road starts if he does it this weekend against the Texans. Again, Justin Herbert of the Chargers, he's had at least 300 passing yards in each of his last six road starts. He can join me as the only players ever to have at least 300 passing yards in seven or more consecutive road games. Who am I? The answer next.
7: For better or worse, the Ben Maller Show is not general issue sports talk. The Maller Militia is all-inclusive, welcoming everyone from the country club to the trailer park. Facebook's a fun zone for all of us. You can chat with other P1s. It's free and easy. Just like our page. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. And now live from the tireact.com Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. NFL pick'em straight ahead. We have the Who
6: Am I game as well. Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert expected to play this weekend. He has recorded at least 300 passing yards in each of his past six road starts. He can join me as the only players ever to record at least 300 passing yards in seven or more consecutive starts. Who am I? That is the question. And what is the answer? Late night drug tester says Elvis Gerbach is the answer. Cowboy Killer going with the Taco Bell Chihuahua. Who else do we have? Uh, Can't read that one. Page down. Mark Bulger guest by Oscar. It's new Miami starting quarterback, Teddy Two Gloves. Uh, Who else do we have? Chris in Des Moines, guest by Shane in Des Moines. Uh, We have uh, Greta Thurnberg from Daniel in Ohio. Dead Ringer from Rob uh, Clark Kent, tossed out by Milkman Mike. Stew Pickles. From Ferg Dog. Jason in Denver is going with the butt, fam, butt fumble. Mark Sanchez, uh, his answer. Sean Salisbury, the fine morning host on our affiliate in Houston, guest by Sean in the Valley of the Sun. Uh, Eric Kramer, or Eric Kramer, guest by Eric in Minnesota. FSR legend Andy Furman from Emmett, the blind Seahawk fan. Uh, page down here. Charlie Sly, guest by Ostrich Ant a great name charlie sly go back and watch the documentary the dark side charlie sly uh, who else do we have british bishop coop guessed by justin in cincinnati that is a dead ringer all right eddie do you have an answer eddie please i need an answer yeah it's actually another chargers legend mark vlasic Mark Vlasic. Oh, that's a good name, the Vlasic Pickle Man. Incorrect. Big Lou went with Garrison Hurst. That's also not right. The Jacoby Brissett from Robin, Minnesota. Wrong. Big Bird from Alf. That's also wrong. Double O Mexican in San Diego got it right. The correct answer is Rich Gannon, who did it eight consecutive road games back for the old Oakland Raiders. Back in. When the Raiders were good many, 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 many many years ago. His name, Rich Gannon. He was all right. Won an MVP award. Puked in the Super Bowl, but it all seems to happen. All right, here we go. Time for the NFL pick, and we need a quarterback, running back, tight end, wide receiver, and another wide receiver. Eddie, you've got the first pick. Eddie, go ahead. Uh, let's go with Stephon Diggs. That is a terrible first pick. Give me Josh Allen against the worst pass defense in the NFL. Thank you very much. Roberto. And throw it to Stephon Diggs. <laughs> uh, give me uh, Cooper Cup. Yes. Cooper Cup. All right. good uh, Raiders for Rams. Koopa Loop, the back-to-back. Uh, what a steal at the fourth pick. I'm going to go with Nick Chubb. Not a steal. no, no, no it's, a, h- running it's running huge, a huge, huge steal. It's a lot of good
5: name running, backs
8: the top running backs. Go ahead, hurry
5: up. Um, and then also, hurry uh, up. Oh my
8: Let's God. go with. Up. Up. Come on. Know. Um, what are you doing? Patrick Mahomes. Oh wow. Work, work. Uh, let me go. Uh, Saquon
6: Barkley. All right, I uh, will take uh, Justin Jefferson of the Vikings. Eddie. I'll go with Jonathan Taylor and Lamar Jackson. All right, give me Travis Kelsey, Roberto. Give me uh, Jalen Hurts. All right, Koopa loop the back-to-back Coop. I'll go with Cortland Sutton and AJ Brown. All right, Roberto. Give me Devonte Adams. All right, I'll take. You need me, Mike. I'll see here, I think Mike Evans.
7: I'll take a shot with Mike Evans. Eddie. Did anybody pick Mark Andrews? No. Nah, Mark got- Andrews, and let's go with uh, Christian Kirk. I need a running back, but I haven't been listening.
6: Is Derek Henry available? Yes. All right, Derek Henry. Go ahead, Roberto. Stupid ass Darren Waller. <laughs> Who? <Coop>, Darren <laughs> Waller. Right, bit's over.
5: No, I have a tight end I need to pick.
6: No, I'm doing a tight end. Oh, DJ
5: Najoku. Who? Are David Najoku? Yeah. <laughs> Ow. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.